10 years ago, I found myself at the entrance to a gateway, a mirror world of illusions, intrigue, illumination, and an investigation that spiraled me further and further into the bowels of a dark mystery regarding an order of men who ride chaos like a wild steed, hell's angels who have ushered in an age of apocalypse. In the time since, I've embedded myself into this matrix of tunnels, streets, ley lines, and bloodlines. Unwittingly, for reasons beyond my understanding, I have been invited to share this story. By who? The city itself. Its memories seep from the surface and enchant those whose attentions are captive audience to her splendor. For nearly four centuries, New Haven has played host to Prophecy in Motion, a plan laid out thousands of years ago. This inquiry into the abyss is not the first of its kind. Great minds have come before, and it's on their shoulders from which we will garner a new perspective on Strange New Haven and the Order of Skull and Bones. my attention of Yale. And, uh, granted, you know, I just know it from the way I was I was describing it to you. I didn't go to Yale. I've never even been on the campus. It is the fact that if you look at Yale's motto, Lux and Veritas, like those are the Latin words. But above that, it is the drawing of a book and inside the book are Hebrew letters. And so there's an obvious implication to the Old Testament and what those Hebrew letters are making reference to. I'm not certain if they're making reference to or if it's Hebrew for the words, but it's for the words Urim and Thummim, U-R-I-M and T-H-U-M-M-I-M. And these are divination stones from the Old Testament. And so one's a white stone, one's a black stone. And I mean, you, that is such a rich starting point for a huge mystery or a huge wink or, uh, or, or nudge or nod that there is something going on beneath the surface which is considerably different than the outer dressing which you would think when you see Yale University is ranked number one in the U.S. World News and Reports ranking of the best colleges and universities. Because if you're trying to tell me that this is an institution of logic and reason, of, 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 of truth and light, well, really the logic and reason, because it does kind of lean in, I suppose you could say, truth and light, like then why is on the motto a divination tool? And if it is a di and and obviously it is like the truth is self self evident. What it's indicative at the very least. And granted, I don't know these answers. I just, you know, this going back to where we began our we began this, which is like how how do I personally, you know, meet a new surroundings? When I met that about Yale, I'm like there is a deep value and understanding of something which is very very different than, than per se the 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 
development of logic and reason because divination the entire idea of divination is based upon a completely different set of values than what our modern what our modern world says a college and university is about what do our highly esteemed colleges and universities truly value are these institutions designed to engender a better world if so what role do secret societies like Skull and Bones have to do with this ideal? This inquiry doesn't start and end with Skull and Bones. It's an investigation into the foundation of the Western Empire itself. Society of Cincinnati was a chivalric order. Essentially, they were America's first order of knighthood, and they drew exclusively from the ranks of George Washington's Continental Army and also the French counterparts who had fought with the Americans. With the exception of John Adams, pretty much all of the other early presidents, i.e. Washington, Madison, James Monroe, Andrew Jackson. I mean, all these guys were members of the Society of Cincinnati. And then later, virtually all American presidents were made honorary members at one point in time. Jefferson, we don't know if he was a member or not of the society, but another person who was definitely a member and certainly very, well, very greatly involved in the design of the city as well was George Washington. In fact, Washington was actually, as a surveyor, really big in a lot of the, the area around D.C. as well, and also going into the Ohio Valley and some of these other spots, which is interesting. But he had been studying a lot of these things, these indigenous structures, for a very long time by the time he became president. And another member of the Society of Cincinnati was Lefon, the Frenchman, another one who was really big in the architecture of the nation's capital and whose design was also used, you know, his kind of blueprint for the, uh, the layout of the city was later used by some other big cities that were connected to the society. Again, it seems <laughs> clear that there was definitely a very strong presence of a lot of this kind of stuff and it bled into you know, a lot of things going back to the Native American earthworks as well. I think trying to either harness or potentially pervert these places, but regardless, it was a very Herculean undertaking. I got one that'll make the shivers go up and down your arms and legs. I saw this photograph, and it's of these, these these natives are watching a survey party, right? And the survey party goes up there, and they set up their tripod, and they sight a line from the line that they're they're on, and and the guy goes over and puts up a flag, and the guy walks the line, and he lays that he hooks one end of it to the the post there at the, is what do you call the sight machine that a, an engineer would use? I've forgotten what that's called. But anyway, it would stretch the chain out and the guy would write in his little book whatever the particulars were before they picked up the chain and moved it to the, the next thing. And these guys are like a smoking tobacco and singing ditties and um, and these Indians are watching them what they're doing. 
and they're taking this chain and they're chaining the land. And from that, from that survey came the documents of who owned this land. Huh? They put their they put their names to those documents that they created in doing this. The Indians thought they were doing a magic ceremony to take the land. And they were. You just heard a sneak peek of episode one of a brand new podcast series. To hear the entire first episode and gain early access to this brand new podcast investigating Strange New Haven and the Order of Skull and Bones, sign up now on Patreon or Substack. The link is in the episode description right there inside of your podcast app. What are you waiting for? Sign up now.